Hey, good morning, Tim. Happy Thanksgiving. Week and to everyone. you, sir. Uh, what what came out of that meeting? I, I, I'm seeing something called Operation Open Roads. You and other governors, mostly Republican governors, what came out of that session? Well, really, it's just like what we suggested at the border when there was inaction from the Biden administration. The Republican governors not just complained about it, but we came up with structural solutions to fix the problem of the open border crisis that we have and the mass mass migration that we're seeing in the country and we're doing the same thing on the logistics and the supply chain you know we rolled out yesterday after our meeting uh here in georgia four recommendations for the biden administration number one go back to a a trump program that was allowing a pilot for 18 to 20 year old cdl drivers which would add an additional twenty five thousand drivers uh to the network around the country and this is a policy that President Biden reversed, but then they just slipped it in the infrastructure bill. So obviously they're seeing that it was a good program. Our point is we can't wait for that to be implemented. We need to get an executive order or something that would actually allow this to be done right now. It's been done in the past. There's a precedent for it. So that was one thing. Another thing with all the money they're spending up in D.C., it's obviously creating a 30-year high in inflation uh, my idea was there's a 12% excise tax on buying new over-the-road, you know, long-haul, short-haul trucks. Well, let's incentivize people to upgrade their fleet. The trucks will be safer. They'll have, you know, automatic braking and other things. Plus, there's not enough mechanics out there to fix the trucks that we have now. Instead of wasting a bunch of money on poor projects of the administration, let's give a tax break to the trucking companies and, and get them in new vehicles. The other thing we talked about yesterday, and we heard this from multiple people, is the vaccine mandate. You know, I'm vaccinated. I've urged people to get the vaccine, you know, urge them to talk to their doctor, make a good health care decision. But this policy that the Biden administration has is picking winners and losers. And you're, you're going to be hurting these small business owners, trucking companies, you know, other folks in the construction industry. They're going to lose employers that are subject or employees that are subject to the mandate. They're going to leave and go work for someone else that wouldn't be subject either they're not doing federal work or they have less than 100 employees and their business is going to flourish and then the guy that's being subject to the vaccine is going to get crushed and that that's just not what government should be doing so that was another thing we talked about yesterday oh, now you have been as governor in georgia your attorney general working on this governor kemp uh, the the multiple lawsuits have been filed to pump the brakes on these vaccine mandates and we've had a couple of stays issued by federal appeals courts well, I feel like we're in a really strong legal position on this unconstitutional mandate that the president has just unilaterally done. Uh, you know, we're suing over the federal uh, part of it, of federal funding, federal grants. We're also suing over the CMS rules, and then we're suing over the uh, OSHA rules. And it's not just governors that are doing this. There's a lot of private sector employees that are joined, have joined the lawsuit, uh, and a couple of those were there or at least one of them was there with us yesterday at the roundtable, and not specifically what they talked about. But it is good it's been stayed. I think that gives us a sense of relief to some people and gives us a little more time to continue to work through this without penalizing hardworking Georgians and hardworking Americans out there. Governor Brian Kemp, uh, you are being asked, and at least in some quarters, some people are starting to ask that you do something about the gas tax, maybe suspend collection of the state gas tax. This time a year ago, we were all paying less than $2. This time today, heading into Thanksgiving, we're paying more than $3 per gallon. Is that on your radar? Is that even an option for you at this point? 
Well, we certainly we certainly continue to watch runaway gas prices, but this is an issue that the federal government needs to tackle. The president shutting down pipelines and having a war on, you know, a diverse energy supply and making us energy independent or, or non-energy independent uh, to being dependent on our foreign enemies in many cases to get fuel is just insane to me. I mean, I'm all for making sure that we have a great environment and we continue to look for ways to have clean energy. We're doing that in Georgia with nuclear power, with solar and other things. But also, you know, hardworking Georgians can't afford to pay what we're paying at the pump right now. And the administration needs to watch. We're continuing to look at what we could do at the state level uh, to address that. But the biggest issue is is, uh, at the federal level. Governor Brian Kemp with us. I don't know, a week or two ago, another of these entities, another of these trade publications, as they have for the last seven, eight years, uh, listing Georgia, ranking Georgia as the number one state in the country in which to do business. We just got the employment report from the Labor Department, an all-time low jobless rate for Georgia, 3.1 percent, the unemployment rate in Georgia. Uh, Things looking good in a lot of circles economically. Uh, To what do you attribute this? Well, I think it's really our pro-growth, pro-business, pro-small you know, small business environment in the state and my decision to methodically reopen the economy after allowing much of the economy to continue to operate through the pandemic. And Georgia is seeing the, the fruits of that labor, as well as you know how hard we've worked to protect people against COVID-19. And I've said a lot, as you know, Tim, protecting lives, but also livelihoods. They're both uh, important. And we're seeing the the benefits of that now of Georgia remaining open and standing up to those around the country that said, hey, you you shouldn't be doing this. You're crazy. You don't know what you're doing. And we've seen now that that's just not the case. And uh, a lot of Republican governors and even Democratic governors have done the same thing and have been resilient. And I just certainly want to thank hardworking Georgians out there that have been resilient, been part of the solution and not part of the problem. But we've got a great business environment. We're still continuing to do a lot to educate the workforce and turn out the workers of the day, but also the workers of tomorrow, which I think is one reason we have so many forward-thinking companies that are looking to come to Georgia. And we just, we've just we had a record year during the pandemic on economic investment, $11 billion of new investment in our state, which was a 46% increase on projects that we worked through the Department of Economic Development. The job announcements, 5% increase over the year before, almost 33,000 new jobs. Half of those were outside the metro area. 74% of the projects we work are outside of the metro Atlanta area. So give an opportunity to people, know what the, no matter what their zip code or their neighborhood, uh, in all parts of the state, and we're going to continue to do that. What, if anything, can you tell us, uh, and this may be a no comment, and I can appreciate it if it is, but what, if anything, can you tell us about Rivian, this electric truck SUV maker? We'd heard the talk last week, maybe expected an announcement last week, Newton, Walton, Morgan County, some big manufacturing facility. Uh, is that still out there? What, if anything, is there to say about that at this point? Well, I know there's been a lot of reports from uh, a lot of folks in the local area where one of our mega sites is. You know, we're working all kind of projects right now. Uh, We're excited to be on the short list on several of these, and we continue to put our best foot forward to make sure that we're bringing opportunity to Georgians out there. You know, when we're doing these deals and working with the locals and working with these companies that are either here and expanding like Cisco did the other day, like Amazon's been doing, Uh, even small businesses or great manufacturers like Remington, you know, we're making sure that we're bringing value to the local community, that the average wage in that county is going to be going up and it's going to continue to give 
citizens in our state a better opportunity tomorrow than they got today. I mean, that's what, what drives me. So, you know, I wouldn't comment on any specific projects we got because we have a lot of them, but it's good to be in the hunt. And I would just tell you, Tim, our economic development pipeline in Georgia right now is unprecedented. I mean, we have just tremendous opportunity. The team and I are working hard every day, and we're going to continue to do that uh, to help give Georgians great opportunity in the future to remain the best state, in my opinion, to live, work, and raise our families. All right. uh, Very quickly, Governor Brian Kemp, and we should have spent more time on this, time short. Now, uh, the redistricting bills, the maps that were passed in the House and Senate, Republicans, almost exclusively Republicans, voting for these maps. Uh, The timeline on getting these things signed and your thoughts on the process. Well, that's really a legal decision that we're dealing with right now. Obviously, the bills uh, have been signed. They're coming to my desk. The special session is over with, and I've actually been on the road uh, doing what what I want to do and make sure that we're recruiting good-paying jobs to the state. So I'm back in Atlanta today, and we'll start digging in with the legal team on all of that. Uh, any thoughts, and I know we're heading into the campaign season now, uh, you're out there running for re-election, uh, some rumblings that there may be some high-profile Republican opposition. We still don't know who the Democrats going to be. Your thoughts are sitting now all these months out from the election season. Well, I'm looking forward to the campaign, Tim. I can't worry about what other people are doing in politics. I'm worried about worried about what I'm doing. I've been in the fight on elections reform, as you know, standing up to the woke cancel culture out there here and around the country on our Elections Integrity Act, Senate Bill 202. I've been standing with our law enforcement and pushing against defunding the police. I've been standing to keep our kids from being indoctrinated in our schools, and we've been supporting and fighting to keep Georgia the number one state in the country for business. And that's what I'm focused on going into the legislative session, which, by the way, I think is going to be fantastic because of the position that not only myself but the Georgia General Assembly has taken through the pandemic and how we've worked together to keep our state in a great position. And that's our goal is to continue to move that forward. All right, Governor Kemp, we'll leave it there again. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for your time this morning. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you.